the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Live from Tampa Bay Studios, using Mike Gallagher's cup. I think he was upset since the last time there was a big sign on it said Mike Gallagher's coffee cup. So I took it and put a sign, sometimes enjoyed by Sean Thompson. We might as well have a good time and get banned from Tampa Bay Studios. I am here because uh, we had a little hiccup in our studios yesterday. Plus, it was Columbus Day. Might as well take a long weekend, right? Because I celebrate Columbus Day. I know who Christopher Columbus was, and I think it's very important that we celebrate it. So that's not making me very popular with the fascists, power to be. But what else is new? Because I'm on to their scam, in particular, their money laundering system of the Ukrainian oligarch war. And that's what it is. I know it's not very popular, and I know there's a lot of death and mayhem. I mean, after all, they almost got somewhere in Chicago weekend numbers. How many people are dead? 19. It's terrible. It's a tragedy. And it's also a tragedy when it happens in Chicago and New York and New Jersey and California and anywhere else. Democrat frauds like to protect perpetrators versus protecting victims. And they never seem to miss an opportunity to make some money. Now, you're going to hear me call out the clips because I do not have a call screen. I do not have a a screen for my clips, but I do have a man with little tiny hands. Very quick. Squirrel, give me Biden seeking more money, will you? Other top stories we're following tonight. First up, President Joe Biden is pledging more security assistance to Ukraine after Russia's heaviest day of strikes since the early days of its unprovoked invasion. Russia launched blistering missile strikes all across Ukraine today. The missiles struck critical civilian infrastructure, including walkways, water and power stations. Even a playground was hit. So far, 11 people. You can stop. That count is up to 19 people are confirmed dead in the attacks that said uh, that uh, Tootin Putin predicted would happen back in February if they couldn't come to peace talks. But that's when Boris Johnson, sent by the Americans and the U.N., swooped into Ukraine to talk to those oligarchs that bribed Joe Biden through his crack smoking son to make sure that the war kept going. Because it's within this war, the money laundering scheme. See, we're up to about $66 billion. And uh, after the first treasure trove of money was funneled into the oligarchs, they hired three times the amount of lobbyists in Washington. And that story that I just played for you actually happened almost simultaneously with the news that there was an attack going on. This is exactly what the Democrat mafia needed Root and Tootin Putin to do. And he did it. Lived up to his word because they couldn't come to terms in a peace agreement way back in February. So I wonder if all of the people who have died since February, who will they be uh, categorized as murdered by? Is it Putin? Granted, he's the one that fired the weapons. But who loaded them? 
I think it's Boris Johnson, and I think it's Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't remember, but he likes this scam. Now, I remember being young and listening to all of the propaganda myself and being part of the supporters of, uh, unfortunately, a lot of atrocities committed all around the world because I was told it was good for me. I remember thinking, rah, rah, shish, boom, bah, I'm in. My old man's a Marine, I'm all in. And then I remember looking at all of the ramifications from all of the wars since World War II, and I mean all of them. And I'm trying to think of all of the times that the American people have been propagandized and the politicians, along with their corruption, their profiteering from war, how many times it happened. And then I remembered about a guy who created a website, and the website was strictly devoted towards government people having an outlet to tell of all of the atrocities they were forced to partake in. And then I remember what happened to him, and he got tucked away. Now, I don't know too much about him. He seems to be a little little, uh, little weird with the white hair and all of it, but his name is Julian Assange. And I remember what he said about Afghanistan in 2004. Could you play that clip for me, Nair Squirrel? Because the goal is not to completely subjugate Afghanistan. The goal is to use Afghanistan to wash money out of the tax bases of the United States, out of the tax bases of European countries, through Afghanistan, and back into the hands of a transnational security elite. That is the goal, i.e. the goal is to have an endless war, not a successful war. Boy, doesn't that sound awful familiar? We have seven hotspots around the world that nobody really wants to talk about. We're sending National Guardsmen from every state in the country to Africa, to the Middle East. We're sending them all about everywhere. And then you think about this whole situation in Ukraine. This is what makes my opinion unpopular, but I don't give a rip because my opinion is based on fact, on the scam, on exactly what's happening in the top three most corrupt Eastern European country. The same country... That, by the way, I have been arguing against since it started bombing its own people eight years ago now. Eight years they were involved in a civil war. I remember all of the accusations. And I remember listening to a politician who I kind of liked. And I remember thinking years and years ago, boy, it would be great if we could have a system the way our founders wanted it where the vice president was the candidate from the opposite party that lost, instead of just the best lunch date that could put a smile on your face from California to Washington. A vice president who had a mission to represent versus rule. Somebody who could have contention. And that's why I was thinking to myself, boy, the perfect ticket, in my opinion, would be Ron DeSantis and Tulsi Gabbard. Give me a little Tulsi, will you? I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for 
the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. Now, who disagrees with that? Who dis- I mean, aside from the word Democrat, which just makes my skin crawl, who disagrees with the premise of any of that? And as I listen to so many of the top so-called conservative hosts and conservative thinkers promote a system of corruption that they must have known, would lead to this position where here we are in the year 2022 and we are closer to nuclear war than we were during the so-called Cold War. Where is the progress in any of the human intellect? We've made all of these leaps and bounds in technology and yet here we are where war and mayhem is the is is happening all around us. We could point to Ukraine, but does it not matter what's happening in the Middle East, in Africa, in Syria, all over Somalia? Pick it. Yemen, pick one. It matters. It should stand for something. We should stand for something. In the meantime, we allow this money laundering scheme to go on because the idea that I've got to watch Zelensky in his $400 T-shirt with his ex-stripper wife Come on and say, I need more, more, more. What about the 70% of the weapons that are already gone? You only got 30% of what we sent. Where's the 70%? And then you realize what it's all about, what it's always about, the money. This is the issue. And that's why you have the perfect dimwit in diapers, the perfect stooge to just sit idly by as he tells one lie after another lie and puts lipstick on the pig. Play this idiot talking about the so-called fire in his house. Will you there, squirrel? I, uh, I, was, uh, I, I was doing Meet the Press, and uh, lightning struck a little pond behind my house, came up through the ground uh-huh. into the air conditioning system. All right. Ended up generating thick black smoke, literally. Wait, literally slow it. Just stop it there. Pause it. Did he say sixth, thick? What was the word that he was trying to push out of that decrepit face of his with the dentures and the sewn hair on his head? What was the word? I think it was thick, but he can't get it out. He's like Fetterman. His mind is impaired. Doesn't matter to the Democrat rats. They want to pretend that they're safe, and they want to ignore the fact that there's a reason the Ukrainian oligarchs were bribing his crack-smoking son, who also had trouble with the word thick. Go ahead, Squirrel. Proportions, and from the basement to the third floor, the attic, everything was ruined. And yeah. the kitchen Now floor, tell me about the time your mother went on a prom date with Henry Ford. And gave him the old happy ending in the back of a covered wagon. How much of this nonsense do we have to put up with from this 80-year-old dimwit? How much of it? Because the reality is that story that he just double and triple and quadruple told, it was already proven a lie back in 2021 by the Independent. You can look it up for for yourself. It was a small fire. The fire department came, and they had it completely under wraps within minutes. None of what he said is true. None of it. But does it matter? None of what we're hearing about the entire foreign policy of this nation is true. None of it. The good sign is there are people starting to recognize it. Now, people say, oh, it doesn't mean anything when you declare leaving a party. This is where you're wrong. That's why the day after this 80-year-old dimwit stole the office, what was crucially important is that you renounce your consent to be governed by this mafia member. See, that's the power that you have, the only power you have. So when they are in Chicago and they take down Christopher Columbus, okay, did you take down the day? I'd take the day off. 
I'll celebrate it no matter what. I'll tell my kids the real story. The Indians weren't, weren't the victims. They were the perpetrators. Somebody look up Comanche. Somebody look up the Indians that imprisoned and enslaved and raped other Indian tribes. Somebody look at the mayhem the savages had before Christopher Columbus came here and his opulence and all dolled up. Somebody take a look at the real history. And that's how you correct this scam. Tulsi Gabbard. Denouncing the Democrat Party is important as you denouncing the scam that is the Republican Party. And through the obvious recognition of the corruption that is these duopoly of mafia will come the answer. That's the upside. In the end, we're going to win. We're going to take a shellacking, but we're going we're gonna to win in the end. The thing is, don't let them propagandize you to where you're doing it to your friends and to your children. This entire thing is staged. It could have been stopped in February. America and it's not so great Britain made sure that this war machine keeps going. And all of these people that are dead are a tragedy. It is an absolute tragedy. As tragic as when it happens in the sewer of Chicago, the sewer of New York, the sewer of New Jersey, or anywhere else these Democrats profit from murder and mayhem. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Now, if it's not bad enough for the military-industrial complex, I know everyone's tired of hearing that, but that's what it is. We pointed out last week, who else benefits? Oh, those inbred Saudis with my Uncle Charlie's pizzeria hat on their head. They got it all tied up, you know, the tablecloth from the pizzeria. Don't look at me like that, squirrel. And the reality is they need oil extremely high. See, when Trump was in office and this country was producing oil, they didn't like it. They like it now because now the power sits with 80% of a country who marries their first cousins. Eh, It's perfectly normal if you grow up in some aspects of Italy, too. However, the problem is they've outplayed us. Why don't you give me Saudi's response? Squirrel hands. I think that this is probably part of the uh, emotions that have to do with upcoming elections. Saudi Arabia does not politicize oil or oil oil decisions. Oil is not a weapon. It's not a fighter plane. It's not a tank. You can't shoot it. You can't do anything with it. Pause it there. Doesn't he speak nice for a Saudi guy with with my Uncle Charlie's uh, tablecloth tied to his forehead? He talks real nice. You know why? Because he's educated in America. And now he learned how to tell that political lie. That it's not a weapon. It is a weapon because we allow it to be a weapon. See, we could take the, the fangs off of that phony tiger anytime we want by opening up our own, our own black gold. We don't need a drop. By the way, their oil sucks. We have the lightest and the sweetest crude. We could shut this down tomorrow, but it would take a man, somebody who could say, go to the bathroom by themselves. It's not going to happen during the tutelage of this diaper wedding fraud. All right, give me Guido. Um, what are you doing, handsome? Sitting here on I-55 like an idiot on an hour and 20 to 355. It's all right. You got all the graffiti to read. It's like the paper. Take a look around. How's the trash on the roads? Uh, it's not so bad. I'm outside the city, but inside the city, you hit the nail on the head. Oh, yeah. It's nice. You get to see you get to see just uh, how far we've progressed with all of the Democrat policies of utopia, which is why you have to get the hell out of any area they're in charge of. Yeah, I got some good pictures of homeless guys standing on the highway blocking traffic, making things more dangerous, asking yeah. for money on highway drivers. Don't make fun of them. That might be my future. It's hard when you're not in on the scam to survive the cost of this kind of corruption. 
Well, that's why I'm calling you. I actually disagree with you on something. I think you're uh, missing the point. All right, shoot. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard's ploy has nothing to do with leaving the Democratic Party. She's not coming out against any Democratic positions. She's only name-calling. No, she but came out against the, she came year. out against the war profiteering. She came out against warmongering. She came out yeah, part against. It. But we know that's really not the forefront of people's thoughts. What's really going on is her positioning herself to be drafted by the Democratic Party to save their ticket in the next election. Well, we'll see. I got a, I got another suspicion. I think she's going to be drafted by the other side. I think she's going to try to break so. apart the duopoly because I'm going to tell you what, Guido, and I mean it. Think about what would happen if a Republican or either a Trump or a DeSantis denounced the Republican corruption and said, I'm going to run as an independent and grab Tulsi. That would be the ticket that won. Uh, yeah, all of her positions couldn't be more liberal. They're terrible. Who would well, want to put themselves on that ticket with those positions? I don't ever say vote for the man. No, I, I understand. say vote for the policy. Yeah, and, and here's her the problem. Policies her policies, I agree with you on, on, on the bulk of her policies. That being said, those are the policies that are shared by Mitch McConnell and the establishment Republicans. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you to look into some of her policies and then look into Mitch McConnell's, and you tell me where they differ, outside of war. Because both the Republicans and the Democrats like the fraud and the money laundering scheme of a corrupt foreign policy. But I'll bet you a cigar. The good news is I know you smoke cheap ones. Thank you, Guido. All right, who's next there, Squirrel? Give me Mike from Elgin. Hi, Mike. Love your show. Thank Just you, brother. A little off point, but uh, Stephanie Trussell is going to be at Danny's Pizza in Elgin on Douglas for a little question and answer fundraiser. Where's Douglas? From 6 to 8 tonight. Douglas oh. Avenue, it runs right through downtown. Stephanie will answer Elgin. any question. I know Stephanie. She's a wonderful girl. She'll answer any question. Stephanie so, Trussell. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Darren Bailey's running mate, uh, right. Lieutenant Governor. And, uh, so she'll be there from 6 to 8 at Danny's Pizza on yeah. Douglas in Elgin. I Free talked to a friend of mine who's uh, like, you know, what do you think? Do you think that the Republican can win again? You know, we've had as many Republicans governors in Illinois than we've had Democrats. And, the, and that's just a, a technicality that may be true. But think about the Republican governors we had. We had Jim Thompson, who is responsible for the 3% COLA on the pensions, moron, corrupt scumbag that he is. Also a hell of a yeah. park here at the, at the Forest Preserve. He was really good. He could parallel park there. Always liked the back end. <laughs> However, and then we've had, uh, uh, who do we have that was a Republican Ogilvy, and he's the one who orchestrated the toll system. So yeah. Darren Bailey, they asked me if I thought he could stand a chance. Darren Bailey isn't that kind of Republican, so I hope so for the betterment of Illinois and its future. If it has any, this will be the deciding factor. But I'm wondering if a Republican can get elected by being somebody who believes in fiscal responsibility and not some version of government corruption so many people are used to in Illinois where they think they're Republicans who own the money laundering scheme of the pot dispensaries and the video poker is normal. So I don't know, brother. I hope he wins. It's going to be a make-or-break Illinois, that's for sure. Yeah, right. So 6 to 8, Stephanie Trussell will be there, question and answers, fundraiser, and free pizza, and pop. Give the name one more time. Where is it? Stephanie Trussell, and she's at Danny's Pizza on Douglas Avenue in Elgin. Wow, free pizza and pop. You're going to get a lot of guys show up now. Thank you very much for the call. When I get back, I'll take the rest of them.
Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Got a lot to talk about, and Squirrel, don't you let me forget about Dr. Campbell and the Florida uh, Surgeon General. Oh, they're letting the truth out about the so-called vaccine. Seems that it's not just Bell's palsy, where you look like a Chicago Democrat woman, Dr. Awardi. It's not just the Jimmy leg, where you can't sleep, you're kicking everybody you sleep with. It turns out uh, it's got some heart palpitations. We'll discuss that also. Don't let me forget that, Squirrel. In the meantime, give me the guy driving his car. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you? Splendid. Hey, just wanted, wanted to comment on uh, Tulsi Gabbard. I, I kind of agree with you that she's going to be adopted by the Republicans here. And uh, don't forget that she's anti-2A, a big proponent of the Green Boondoggle, and she's on the WEF uh, Young yeah. Global Leaders website. Well, brother, listen, so. I'm, I'm not embracing every position she has. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm saying with somebody like that, we all have Democrats that we're related to who think they're Democrats, right? They don't know what the Democratic Party is anymore. This is a big step. And if you can reason with people and show them there is no government-delivered utopia, and all of those suspicions you have, rightfully so, apply to every single aspect of our corrupt gangster government. That's somebody that at least has come to light in one aspect. You're far more able to reason with them than a Republican from Illinois who thinks Jim Thompson, Edgar, and uh, uh, Republicans that run it now that are involved in, in lobbying and video poker machines and marijuana. I can reason more with a Tulsi Gabbard ex-Democrat than I can an Illinois Republican. What do you think about that? I gotcha, yeah. But, I mean, is she really going to change any of her positions or move more center than what she really says she well, you know, ultimately, the positions will change if they have recognition of truth. The, the Democrat socialist mafia doesn't have a position that, that funges out when you play it out. It all ends up in a scam that sooner or later they're going to have to recognize. You can't point to one of the philosophies of, of socialism that doesn't end that same way. So ultimately, if, if they've been shown recognition and said, wait a minute, this is really a scam, this foreign policy of corruption – that turns up 30, 35% back to the politicians who are making these corrupt policies. That's a fraud. Now maybe we can show them everything they believe in is. That's the truth. See, what's on our side, what is our weapon, is the truth, the objective fact. There is no socialist utopia plan that is not a political scam, not one. And and they're coming to recognize it. You know, the big thing that broke Social Security. Oh, they're going to... There is no Social Security. It's a tax. There's never been Social Security. It's a Ponzi scheme. And ultimately, if yep. you show them that, we win. It's a long argument, but it's an argument. And and by the way, at the end of this, what's going on in Russia and Ukraine? There will be no question. This is going to end badly. And they wanted it to end oh. badly, which is why they circumvented all of the peace negotiations. You know, I, I, I was looking for clips, and it's hard because the Internet is censored now. I have one clip of Boris Johnson going to Ukraine, and they're fist-pumping with Zelensky. What he went there for was to break up the peace negotiations that were underway. This entire conflict was orchestrated by the people who profit from it, America and Great Britain.
They need it to hide all of their other economic failings. You know, no one's talking about the, the, the market. The market popped 300 points today on a war. Do you know why? The solution to war is to print more money. They need to print more or people are going to realize we're bankrupt. And once that scam breaks, brother, there's no hiding it. So I think it's just you got to acknowledge little steps. This is far better for our position than anything that comes out of old lady faces Mitch McConnell's mouth. Anything. That scumbag right. needs to go by the wayside, and we need to break the duopoly. You know my philosophy. I want to start my own party, the real liberal party, because if you believe in those principles of the enlightenment of America, you can only be somebody who's not a fascist. I want to have a non-fascist party, and it needs to happen in little bitty steps, but I appreciate you calling, and I appreciate you listening. Thank you. All right, handsome squirrel hands. Give me Tom in Blue Island. Click that little button. Click it. Tom, what's up? Hey, Ditto's brother, glad you're back. I got two things for you. Uh, Number one is, if I'm going to get lied to by a politician, I would prefer that politician look like Tulsi Gabbard. Me too. I want him hot and sexy. That's how I think our mailmen, I think we should hire all the ex-strippers. If you're going to bring me a bill, you should be sexy and in high heels. Go ahead. (laughs) And the other thing is, uh, I was wondering if you could give me the address to where that free pizza is tonight, because I... Went out Sunday and bought some cabachos at the Elmhurst Cigar Shop, and I got clipped, and I'm a little tight right now, brother. Brother, believe me, when they take a look at you, they're going to change that sign to free to open bar. Believe me. They're not going to have you walk in with that bowling pin body of yours and think they're going to shovel pizza down the, your hatch. Thank you very much, Tom in Blue Island. We'll get you that information. Who's next, Squirrel? Pick him. Craig, what's up, kid? Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Hey, listen, I think that um, what these uh, dumb rats are up to now, well, not now, but what they shifted gears, this, uh, inch, uh, what do you call it, the uh, January 6th, where they have these people all locked up and everything, where they intimidate and they, they got yeah, these people they, locked up. They, they wanna... nullify the Constitution and lock people up without giving them court, without giving them a bond, where they pretty much circumvent the principles of the nation. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and exactly the reason they're doing it, they want to scare the hell out of everybody, and that's why they keep um, going after people and breaking their houses for saying that the the voting was uh, was rigged and everything, which it was, and the, the election was stolen, because what they want to do is, in 24, they want to have everybody all conditioned and scared. The FBI wants to scare the hell out of everybody, so nobody opens their mouth and says, hey, this is a fraud, and you're doing it. They want to try to take and scare people to keep their mouth shut about all the I think they should run Joe Biden again. They should wheel his ass out there with Fetterman this time as the vice president. And we could have Dumb and Dumber, the stutterer twins. And we get them out and we send them to Saudi Arabia to talk to those inbreds. I just want to see the confused look on their faces. And yeah, well, I'll tell you what. What happened to the tramp? Because they're waiting for oh, yeah. Kamala hey. to go over there for some peace talks. Get off the table, Kamala. It's time to talk oil. 312. 642-5600. I'll be back. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Oh, nice mute. Stevie Wonder. I think he can see. All right, let's go to uh, our own in-house Democrat, also a cream puff connoisseur. Cream puff, Jim, Chicago. Hi, Sean. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I could hear you beautifully. Good. Are you doing I, 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 pension checks? 
When's your, when's your yeah, first I'm check waiting, I'm waiting for my raise. I'm waiting for the biggest raise in 40 years in Social Security. Yeah, and on. then I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do with you? Know what I'm gonna do with it? I'm gonna get my reefer uh, yeah. expunged. Go to one of those new casinos. 60s. Yeah, go to one of those new casinos. Put it all on 34. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna get my reefer. I, I, before I shuck this mortal coil, I want to get rid of that reefer beef I had in the 60s. I yeah. got caught with a few pounds. How ridiculous! Yeah. And it haunted me for years. You, know, you so, should have told them you were an entrepreneur from the 20th, 21st century. They would have let you go. You're right. You're right. I, I, I slipped up. I slipped up. Anyway, you have a great show, Sean. Thank you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Give me uh, you pick it, squirrel. Pick somebody with those fast little hands. Who do we got? Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. First of all, give us a progress report. How are things going down there in Florida? So the reason I'm broadcasting from Tampa Bay Studios and drinking out of Mike Gallagher's coffee cup, much to his chagrin, is because the uh, the Comcast and all that was working, and uh-huh. then there was a hiccup, and they have to rebuild the whole infrastructure. So I had to go back to Tampa Bay. So there was a little hiccup in the electricity and in the Comcast of the people that live west of 41, which is near the water. How's, but, uh, how's Tampa Bay look? Pretty messed up or what? Tampa Bay doesn't have a drop. Where it was supposed to hit was actually north of Tampa Bay, which is why there was so much turmoil because so many people were kind of caught off guard. Where it actually hit is rough. It's rough. Yeah. But, they're, you know, here's the thing. These people are very, very out. The work yeah. that's being done is impressive. It's yeah. just that it's difficult with no electricity and no sure. cable. It's hard. Yeah. Sure. But, God bless them. I'm praying yeah. for them all the time. You know, mm-hmm. we are. And I want to call and ask you otherwise, what you're talking about of the um, DeSantis and Gabbard ticket is what the old founding fathers of Washington, Adams, and Jefferson of a old Democratic-Republican party, which I agree, and then later on the Whigs came in, but I agree with you on well, that. Well, the what thing is, think? our government is supposed to be an argument. See, they've, they've got the people wishing and demanding for their own demise. Government is supposed to be slow and unable to, to fast-track corruption. We, uh-huh. the people, have given up on that ideology. It's a sin. Yep. Think about how much better this whole country would be if there was always an argument in the White House. Always. So when they said, I want to go to war, the other guy said, no, 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 you're not going to war. What are you going to war for? In the yeah. meantime, you're bankrupting Americans to enrich, enrich a, a, a foreign policy scam. Our foreign policy is a joke where we bribe people to pretend oh, yeah. they're our friends and they use our dollar. We weaponize the dollar. The Arabians weaponize the oil. And here you are in this ca- this chaos where we are at the precipice of World War III. We're supposed to be the smartest John, now. Yeah. I have one more question because I know you got to oh, get go going. Do you think this is just a smokescreen, what Biden is doing with the, with the Russians, just to cover up his failure and his son's cover failure uh, with all this stuff with the Chinese and well, all that? He was that. bribed do to do exactly what he did. He was bribed to enrich the corrupt oligarch-run Ukraine, and yeah. he was bribed to enrich the communists in China. He's yeah. delivered. He's delivered. Not only that, you've got all the I people agree. in the country ignoring his open failures economically of the feudalism. It's working to their advantage. This is what Democrats need. That's why they don't fix problems. They need the problems to run cover for their fraud and their corruption. Just take a look at Chicago. Yeah. Okay, you know, but here's you. the thing. It falls on deaf ears after a while. 17 dead. Well, what, what was Labor Day in the sewer of Chicago? What was the 4th of July in Chicago? We can maybe get 60 shot on a weekend. 17 that's dead. True. So what? Yeah, it's terrible because I to answer that question. I have a, a brother-in-law. He's retired from the PD. And I'm glad he got out. He was, They had him over in a, in a rough area, and then he got a little easier assignment, and he retired out. And I'm glad 
Yeah. But I feel sorry for these young people. You're talking get to back a country and... that's killed 65 million sure. babies. That's I what know. we did. We killed 65 million babies. What are you gonna? You're gonna break my heart with some war casualties? No. Ah, what are you gonna do? It's slippage. I'm like Stalin. One murder's a tragedy. A million, a statistic. They're Listen, hoisted by I, their own petard, these rat Democrats. Sure, I agree with you. As a Knights of Columbus member, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that, especially in this state. Hey, we're moving the Christopher Columbus statue to the circle in Elmwood Park. We're going to put it right where the tank was. We're going to bring Taylor Street to the circle of Elmwood Park. Let the animals, let, 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 it, let it just go by the wayside. You know what? That neighborhood was too bad for Christopher Columbus anyway. I want him out of there. Yeah, I know. That's a shame, too. That's a story for another day. But you take Plus, care I like of Sean. His outfit. I like his outfits. There's a guy that could dress. We got somebody else there, Squirrel? Dave from Orlando. Hey, Sean. Love you, buddy. Love you back. Thank you. Listen, I got a bet for you. Two years from now, Tulsi Gabbard's going to get in front of the microphone and say, I am out of here. You Republicans got a same decrepit, corrupt politician <laughs> leading your crew, too. Who is this Mitch McConnell? She's no, gonna I'm going to tell you, this is, listen, there are people of good conscience. Not Listen, not, there's a third of the people that are in on this scam. That is the gangster government. There's a third. They got 22 million employees. They got a lot of sycophants that make a tremendous amount of money from the corruption. But there are good people, hardworking, who are starting to realize the fraud in both parties. It is time to break the duopoly. There is virtually no difference between Republicans and Democrats. They share the same bank. It's called the Federal Reserve. And it's time to break it. That's why I think she's going to be back. I think she's going to be so disgusted. When she thinks the, when she sees the grass isn't any greener on those those corrupt politicians. If Trump grabs Tulsi and they start to run now, or 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 DeSantis, or if they start to get some some eyes from Senate and Congress, the good guys like Rand Paul and Johnson and some of the others, they get this couple senators that say, you know what. I don't like this Republican Party. You don't like the Democrat. Let's. That's how you create a real wave of change. And it can't yeah, happen. Now, I don't agree with a lot of her positions, but one thing's for certain. Yeah. Someone like that you can reason with, and you can show the fact of corruption. And they are anti-corruption more than their ideologues as some phony utopia delivered by government because they're so good at doing yeah, anything. They can't paint a fracking curb. The right side. Yeah. yeah, I agree. She's almost, almost in line with where she should be. Not to mention, you know, she's not disgusting to look at. You know, I got to look at Mitch McConnell. I'm starting to feel like his wife. I'm just hoping it's not Saturday night and he didn't pop a Viagra. Thank you very much for calling the show, brother. All right, who else we got, Squirrel? Anybody? I don't want to go to break, Squirrel. I don't like break. All right, if you're on the line, I'm sorry I didn't get to you at a damn clock. All right, we'll be back after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Turns out, if you fail enough, 
stuff and you're in government, next thing you know is you start getting awards for it. That's the only thing that can explain the idea that Ben Bernanke won a Nobel Peace Prize. That's almost as ridiculous as Barack Obama receiving one. It's preposterous. Ben Bernanke is this, not just the architect of the inflation we're experiencing today or one of them. He's clearly, arguably, the most knowledgeable fraud who knew he understood the gravity of what he was doing, the bastardization of the dollar. I wanted to bring on somebody who is an expert in this field. They call it Austrian economics. It's really propertyism. It's capitalism, as it's referred to by a Marxist. His name is Dr. Mark Thornton. He is the Peterson Luddy Chair in Austrian Economics and Senior Fellow at the Mises Institute. I remember when it was von Mises. I say we bring back the von. What do you say, Dr. Mark Thornton? Sean, I'll say anything you want. I love love your show, and I'm, I'm really grateful to uh, have a chance to be on it this huh. afternoon. That means the world to me. It really does, because it's important that people who understand fact and the principles of what made us the youngest and the richest, we have to keep promoting it. Or before you know it, we're going to look like one of these third world hellholes, this corrupt socialist soiree where the politicians become oligarchs. And I'm thinking to myself, we're 90 percent of the way there. What do you think? Oh, I agree entirely. If, If you let them, if you don't pay attention to what they're doing, and not trust them, first of all, uh, they will take everything away from us. The, the American way of life, our property, our liberty, our economy, we have, you know, we, we built the world's biggest, best economy, uh, the highest standard of living. Everybody was jealous worldwide uh, of the American uh, life and the American dream. And, but these guys... These people will take it all away uh, in a heartbeat if they could. Uh, fortunately, they can't get away with that, but believe me, they would try if they knew that they could get away with it. Uh, if we're not looking, if we're not talking, if we're not speaking and reading uh, and learning the truth, we're in trouble. And you know, Doctor, it reminds me of uh, how wrong it is for someone who is poor to promote government control of the economy or anything but it's 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 shocking to me that all of my life i've seen poor people demand their own servitude without recognizing the reason that america is so strong is because the ordinary man had property rights and yet today in circa 2022 the ordinary man who did who who could take advantage of those property rights insists on not only giving his away but on demanding his fellow citizen be stripped of his, of, of his. we've got this system of, of covetous, of, of punitive taxation by a government that is held harmless in their open and notorious fraud and misuse of, of the power they have. Nobody represents that to me better than this fraud, Ben Bernanke, who sold himself as, a, as an expert in the, in the uh, economic crash in the 20s. But yet what he did was make sure that we forever backdoor nationalized banking, did he not? Oh yeah, I mean he's uh, that's ex- that's ex- exactly it. Except Ben Bernanke is sort of at the top of this pile that supports the political elites who are behind the scenes mostly, uh, and he's at the very top. He's in charge or was in charge of the money machine, and uh, you know buying government debt changing interest rates, the money supply, causing companies to go bankrupt, 
uh, all of that, at the very bottom of that heap um, is the people you started talking about, the people who would rather just live off the, the rest of us. And, of course, you know, they can't just live off of government because government lives off the productivity of the economy. It lives off of labor. It lives off of investment, of savings, of capital. Uh, and so in order to take people out of the workforce and let them live uh, sort of free of charge uh, in the millions and millions of people we're talking about, uh, you have to take away from the productive class, the people who are working, the people who are investing, the people who are taking care of themselves. Uh, they have their own house uh, and so forth. Uh, and so you have to take away their property. So it's all the same process, and it's slow, but it's deliberate. It's not a revolutionary thing. The welfare state was born uh, in 1965 under uh, Lyndon Johnson, and note that the last step, or one of the last steps off of the gold standard in 1964 was when they stopped making our coinage in silver. And then, of course, a few years later, they took us off the international gold standard. So you know that they don't want real, honest, sound money. They want paper fiat money that the government can print up, um, you know, enormous quantities of this money, whether it's to pay for the welfare state, pay for the warfare state, pay for the bailout, uh, bailout Uncle Sam, bail out the banks, you know, when you have that power where you can type into your keyboard and create trillions of dollars, yes. uh, you can do enormous... And uh, you can direct it. It's not like the old-fashioned way where they actually had to print the money up. They're literally creating it by clicking a mouse, and they're directing it to where they need it to be, to where the corruption is, where the people are bought off for small money. And the shocking part to this whole thing is... The system runs on a Ponzi scheme mentality and a and a math fraud that is take Enron and and skilling and he did nothing compared to what Ben Bernanke and the Federal Reserve and political whores forgive me my words not yours but I can't I can't uh, not describe them for what they are 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 deceiving the American people to allow to happen as we continue to pile on more and more layers. We're burying ourselves, and you can never crawl out of this unless you drastically, drastically change. And and why would you when the, the faith of the dollar is so poor around the world? We have countries mounting up to de-dollarize, and we could hide it under other, any other terminology. But don't we deserve it for the, for the bastardization of the principles of money we've allowed the American government to perpetrate, and now we're seeing I'm, them get rewards for it? Yeah, I'm totally ashamed of what my generation has done or not done uh, to protect the American way of life, to protect the American dream. And that, you know, boils down to hardcore property rights protection, uh, civil liberties, um, you know, everything that's in uh, the Declaration of Independence and a lot of the U.S. Constitution, state constitutions, uh, that all bragged about the power of the individual and liberty and sound money and property rights, that's what the founding fathers taught, and that's what they unleashed. 
the world's uh, great experiment, the world's uh, in liberty. And uh, what came from that was, um, you know, a country that was the world's economic superpower. Uh, and that occurred before we had uh, the central bank, the Federal Reserve, uh, during the progressive era, 1913, uh, which just came right before yeah. uh, World War One, But even prior to that, we were number one in the world in terms of our um, ability to produce, our GDP, um, our employment, our ability to take in millions of immigrants every year and see them progress to really the middle class. In, in a hurry. Generation. Yeah, in a hurry, very, in very much in a hurry, uh, but certainly to middle class within a generation or two. And now I think there's still a lot of great things about America. I think there's still a lot of opportunity, but the headwinds right now um, are so strong against um, that, um, that foundation uh, that I'm very worried. And like I said before, I'm ashamed of what my generation has done in terms of letting that original mission statement of this country about um, equality under the law, private property, um, you know, the rule of law, all of that has essentially gone by the wayside, um, certainly over the last century. And, uh, you know, we're going in the wrong direction. And, you know, it's people like Ben Bernanke, um, who was the chairman of the Federal Reserve during the housing bubble, the, the great lead-in um, to the ho- housing bubble and its aftermath and the tremendous bailouts. Um, you know, that is ac- In fact, absolutely... When he was when he got signed on, what was our debt? Wasn't it $6 trillion, $5 trillion? It was during well, the Bush was, years, correct? Yeah, yeah. It was, okay. a, it was a lot so lower. This uh, guy actually, drives the debt up 25 trillion dollars and they're given this idiot awards shows you that intellectually we've lost the gravitas to understand what what our economy is and this is something i've always i ask a lot of people this but i want to ask you every investment i don't care what it is is predicated on the cost of debt on the cost of the investment every single one of it except our national debt We've allowed politicians to float the cost onto the people where just the interest rate now at $31 trillion is a trillion dollars a year. That is, that is the definition of insanity and bankruptcy. Why has there never been a move to fix the cost of the debt as the cost of money at the time it was accrued? In other words, when all that debt that happened under Trump, which I screamed about, when it was taken out, the interest rate was zero. So I don't give a rip what happens from then on. Why isn't all of that money paid at a 0% rate? And I'm answering my own question because the oligarchs don't profit from it because we still don't know who gets the money from the interest. They tell us it's us, but it's really not. How can we fix that and put financial responsibility back in our government? Well, you're right. It's like a runaway credit card debt. Um, it's there's no intention of paying it off. There's no method to pay it off. You know, if I if I get a mortgage on a house, well, I, that means I don't have to pay rent for the next 30 years. So I have a way to pay off that. And businesses do the same thing. I mean, they buy 
buildings and machinery and inventory. Um, and the, all that goes to pay the debt down. It goes to pay the debt off. Um, and we behaved like that as a country when we were on a gold standard. We didn't run up continuous, ever-increasing debt. We only went into debt for things like war, and then we paid them off. We paid off an enormous amount of World War II debt. Uh, but, you know, you get into the 60s and the 70s, you go off of the gold standard, and politicians realize their mechanism for paying off the debt, um, and this is important for your audience, is their plan uh, to pay off the debt is not to use productivity, um, you know, to pay it down like you or I would. They're going to just print up more money, depreciate the value of each and every dollar so that they can keep rolling the national debt over and over and over again with depreciating dollar units. So that was the key to getting rid of the gold standard is that it unleashed this new possibility. Under a gold standard, um, countries would be punished uh, if they went to war or if they uh, adopted wide-ranging socialist policies or any kind of crazy policy. Um, the gold standard would automatically punish them. It didn't take a government, didn't take the United Nations, but the direct negative effect was felt uh, by the government and by the people, and the people made politicians pay. But that no longer that system is no longer in place because we have the funny money, uh, the paper money, money that's there just by law. It doesn't have any intrinsic value. And what you've just explained is why there's no incentive for the government to actually enjoy their own revenue, which is a record every month. The revenue is irrelevant to them. In fact, it's a nuisance. They're not interested in revenue. They're interested in more and more debt because as they devalue it, the problems get greater. The citizens turn to their abuser for help. And this yeah, is our this is our economic system, and that's why Ben Bernanke got an award. Yeah, you probably remember this, uh, Sean, but in – Clinton was president, I think it was 1999, we were in a bubble, and they cut the uh, tax on uh, capital gains, and they yeah. got so much new revenue because of that that the budget uh, deficit disappeared, and, and a budget surplus emerged, and Clinton and his advisors and his officials were all, you know, well, we didn't expect this to happen. <laughs> We know factually what the best thing for both the, 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 the American debt situation in our government and the people is. It's the same answer. Low taxation on individuals is better revenue for the government and more property for the citizens. Yet, it only benefits those that participate. And the government cannot afford that because it needs more and more people dedicated to sustenance from the government. Because now you're willing to tolerate an award given to Ben Bernanke and the idea Joe Biden knows if it's Tuesday or July. These are important things. It's it's a scam that pays, and this is why they're never too interested in focusing on you keep setting records in revenue and you keep having to print up more. I think our government is technically bankrupt. I have yet to have somebody prove to me it's not. The only way you can perpetrate this is the way Enron did and come up with a new scam every month, whether it's a war yeah. or a program. That's where we're at, isn't it? Yeah, and Enron was the drop in the bucket. 
you know, oh. compared to compared to what we're talking about. And you know, Ben Bernanke, if you sat down and talked with him, he he'd appear to be the smartest guy in the room. He'd appear to be a kind of dumb kid from rural North Carolina um, and kind of naive, which yeah. is kind of almost perfect for the type of guy that they're looking for in these positions. You know, he went off to Harvard, got a degree with some big hot shot in the economics profession. Then he went to MIT, got his Ph.D., and he wrote his dissertation he wrote the book that in the Great Depression, the reason it was so bad is that we didn't bail out the banks. Okay, so he got, he literally wrote the book about why we need to bail out the banks yeah. when we get into some kind of macroeconomic trouble. So, you know, he, he did probably, something I didn't think anybody else could do, though. He made Alan Greenspan not look like a scumbag that he was. So for that. <laughs> That's why, that's why he should be given an award. Listen, doctor, I, I could talk to you for an hour, but, you know, I'm constrained by capitalism. We have to go to break. Dr. Mark Thornton, you know, I know you're affiliated with Von Mises, and I know you've written a couple of articles. Is this the only place I can find your stuff, or where else can we find? Because you're the book review editor at the Quarterly Journal for Austrian Economics. Where can the people go to see some of your thoughts and writings? Yeah, in our journal, the Quarterly Journal of Austrian Economics, is People can read it, unlike most economics journals. And our webpage, mises.org, is written uh, for the, you know, the regular people. And we have great stuff every day on topics that you're going to be interested in. I'm on Twitter at Dr. Mark Thornton, D-R-M-A-R-K-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N. And, and that's where I take out my frustrations on the stage. I love it. I, I, I often refer to your stuff. I have to tell you, I've been incommunicado because I got caught in the hurricane, but I'm looking over some of your stuff now. It should I should have an alarm on your tweets. It's excellent. I want to tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. we got to fix this, and we got to fix it the way it was put in from the bottom up. And once we tell the people this is not above their head, this is an old-fashioned Ponzi scheme scam, and the players just look uh, like normal guys instead of Simon Barsinister, which is how Ben Bernanke should really look. I look forward to your next call, Sean. Thank you, Doc. Dr. Mark Thornton, we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. I have to tell you, when you um, look at the areas in which the Democrat mafia rules, it still amazes me that anybody votes for that mafia party. Of course, if you're on the scam, I understand. We covered just how much money, how much fraud and abuse is in an exit ramp in the sewer of Chicago. And you understand how many beaks are getting wet. But if you look at the actual evidence on a macro policy of what the Democrats scourge do to this country, you realize it's very dangerous when Rootin' Toot Putin has nukes. But what's really the cancer in our country is the gangsterism and the fraud economically the Democrats perpetrate. On the American people, how they've managed to backdoor nationalize every aspect of our economy and turn it into a feudal system. And then you say, how could they possibly, possibly win? Well, uh, today on The View, uh, we were enlightened. Go ahead, Squirrel Hands. Give me The View, dimwits. 
the administrations that get in there, they all dodge. They get in there saying they want to work on immigration. Then no one talks about it. And we're all like, but we all agree it's a problem. What am I missing there? Well, I think we've always talked about it. I mean, I think we certainly talked about it during the Trump administration when he was separating families. But I reject the framing that the issue here really is about immigration and that the issue here is about inflation, because that's a Republican framing. Really, the issue here is that the Republicans misjudge the abortion debate. So they're going to run on baby murder. And then I was watching the best lunch date in all of Washington, D.C., proving beyond the shadow of a doubt she is absolutely useless with her clothes on, as I agree with Willie Brown. Give me the vice president, the office tramp. I mean, truly, when you, you know, when you see our kids, and I truly believe that they are our children, they are the children of our country, of our communities, I, I mean, our future is really bright if we, if we prioritize them and therefore prioritize the climate crisis and the need to address it yeah what about if we kill them hey stupid what about if we kill them you're running on killing them then you're running on saving them and you're running on saving the planet and there's a reason you can't run on anything you've ever done in your life with your clothes on you can't run on anything Because what your legacy of the Democrat La Cosa Nostra is, is failure and corruption, you rat bastards. All right, give me Mitchell. Hi, Mitchell. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. First of all, you know, regarding Kelsey Gabbard, let me tell you something. She actually got delegates during the Democratic primary in 2020. Your lunch date, right? Kamala Harris, a vapid-minded idiot, got zero. Tell me in American history, Sean, where a VP who runs in the primary gets zero delegates and then goes on to become the actual vice president. That has never happened in American history because, like you said, she's taken every shortcut. Now, Kelsey Gabbard was in charge of the financial chair for the DNC. She knew all the inside trading, all the inside what I call deals, and she got out. So for those that say that she's a Russian asset, you're so full of it. The radical Democrats are smart in fact that they, that they they have to basically pin something that's not right or accurate. Chelsea Gabbard is going to do very well in the very near future. Do you hear him saying you, Daniel? Mitchell, I love it. And I'm going to tell you something. In history, when we're old men, I don't know how old you are, but when you and I are like Joe Biden, when we can't go to the bathroom by ourselves and we can't figure out why our socks are wet, this will go down as the most corrupt time in American history, the most intellectually, the most provable corrupt time in a country's history will be right now as the American Mafia Party cannot steal from the citizens enough and the citizens demand to be slaves as they are willful in their ignorance. Thank you, Mitchell, for the phone call. I appreciate it. Who's next, Squirrel? You pick them. Rich from Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? How was your weekend? It was great. It was splendid. You know, I was I was all excited to do the show. I was going to go down the history of the Comanches and the savagery before Christopher Columbus and the civilization came to this country. I was going to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that they should be kissing the Italians' asses, not just because Christopher Columbus um, named the country after Amerigo Vespucci, but because why we had Columbus Day. Did you know, for instance, the reason that we even have it is to stop a war with Italy after the government in Louisiana killed 11 Italians. Did you know it? No, but I know it now. Oh, it's very interesting. Back in the uh, late 1800s, they killed 11 Italians because Italians were hated. I mean hated. They killed 11 of them, and, and after the Civil War, America didn't have a navy. 
And uh, Italy had the fourth strongest Navy, and they actually threatened attacking America. And they said, whoa, whoa, how about we give you a holiday? Hey, greaseballs, we're going to give you a holiday. And they made my my ancestors happy and placated because they finally did what was right. And they paid homage to the man who discovered the country, the man who was lived like a saint, although you listen to the Democrats, and he was almost as bad as the Comanches. Turns out he wasn't, and that's why you should have always Columbus Day. But as you look at what's happening to America, let's not let's not even dirty Columbus history with making him come out of the mouths of these corrupt scumbags. So I say, good. Exactly. Let's take the city out of Chicago, bring it to Elmwood Park, the statue, and let's take the holiday off of the of the list. And only those people who understand what American history is just take the day off, like you were a union worker. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, Tickle Me Kamala. She goes to Texas. She's got uh, every every opportunity to go to the border, but she doesn't. What she does, she goes to a town hall and talks about abortion rights and voting rights. That's, that seems to be their big uh, big deal going on today. They can't run. What to is she going to talk about, though? Did you ever listen to this, Dimwit? You know, her father was a, was a was a rabid Marxist professor. She's never really mm-hmm. accomplished anything. Her her history is that that would make a Chicago Democrat blush. The only reason you even know her name is because as a 29-year-old office tramp, she slept with their version of Mike Madigan, whose name is Willie Brown. You wouldn't even know this idiot's name. If she went in the insurance business, you know what she'd be? Unemployed. And now, because she was able to sit on the right lap, she's the vice president of the country. So just be thankful it's not as bad as uh, it could be. I agree with you. She she has, she has makes no sense at all. Yeah. Then she goes on late night, and she uh, she says that when you see a problem, it's irresponsible if you don't fix the problem. Well, what about the borders? Yeah. This is how smart these people are. I don't oh, understand. She likes that the border is exactly where they want it. After all, it uh-huh. also supplies the real constituents, the Sinaloa cartel and the gangster disciples. Right. They're making a fortune, brother, and there is no inflation in the in the sewers of the Democrat strongholds. Thank you very much for the call. We'll be back with the rest of yours after this. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. Cousin of mine got all mad. Oh, he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're half Italian. What do you mean you can't say greaseball? I didn't say it. That's what the government called us. The government called Italians greaseballs. Dagos, wops, guineas. That's what they called us. Did you know how they treated the Italians? How they treated virtually everybody. You think that only uh, people that are of a different pigmentation have discrimination in their history? That's why you should know it as an Italian. I'm very proud to be half Italian. You, they called my mother that. They called my grandmother. They called my grandfather, my uncle. That's what they called all of us. So you need their approval? I need the approval of that freak dressed like Jiminy Cricket? No, no, no. I embrace my Italian heritage along with my Norwegian heritage. I embrace it because I like the idea that it proves the American government isn't on your team. They've never been on your team. So do you think that their mafia is going to pay homage to the person who founded this country that they've ruined? Here, let me help you with the, my cousin with the, the, the Italian thing. Her opinion means gatsangul to me right here with what those Chicago Democrats think of Christopher Columbus or anything else. Get him out of the neighborhood. And that goes for all of you. After all, what do you do? You make the neighborhood good. Bridgeport, Taylor Street, pick an Italian neighbor. Get out and move to Melrose Park, Elmwood Park, 
That's where the statue should be. Let the Democrat roaches feast on their own rewards. All right, give me somebody on the line. All right, Terry with the nice nails. Hi, uh, if Democrats uh, must have an indigenous holiday, uh, pick another date. Don't try to cancel Columbus. All I got to say is on the Norwegian side, I had a grandmother who lied to my grandfather. She was not all Norwegian. She traces back to some of these old cowboys that actually set those Indians straight. So give them whatever you want. The good news is we kicked their teeth in in the first time when they were raping our women. Thank you very much, Terry. Who else do we got? Hoffman Estates, Jane. Hey, Sean, listen, Jan. I yeah. love your show. Thank Secondly, you. can you explain this uh, workers' workers' amendment change? Do you think that they're <laughs> going to take all these money that hundreds of billions of dollars in arrears for their pensions? Of course they are. They're going to put everybody in the scam because that's the way they get support for it. So if you want the unions and you want that organized syndicate of union management controlling all the workers and you want to have them have a a, a monopoly on employment, then vote for it. Go ahead. Give them what they want, because apparently that's what Illinois is. No, no, no. I'm not suggesting you. I'm saying in general. I know what you mean. But this is this is legitimizing labor extortion. That's what it is. That's turning unions into uh, all kinds of, they'll, they'll have control of any, every industry. And then in order to, to work in those industries, you'll have to know somebody. And this is where a lot of Italians and Irishmen come together. And then you got the, you got yeah, the mafia. It only, it only covers state unions. It's only five big state unions. It, it doesn't cover all unions. It will expand once it's in. That's why they're putting it, they're legitimizing it. It will become a cancer that creeps into private. You're already seeing how they're unionized. You know, before Joe Biden and the Democrat mafia took control of everything, unions were on their ass. They couldn't compete. They were down at their lowest levels in recorded history. It isn't until they got this mafia in Washington and the lobbyists so that they, they, they regulate their existence of corruption. And it doesn't matter. You're never you see the unions from UAW to teachers to all of them. It doesn't matter how many heads you catch in the money laundering scheme that is political corruption. Doesn't matter. It just gets bigger and stronger. And this is something that old Democrats used to know. FDR was the greatest example. He said, "God forbid you ever put a union in, in municipality." And look at what's happened since then. Because what happened is Americans, Americans, our intellect. Our dignity for ourselves, our awareness of what corruption is, it all fell by the wayside. And now you think it's normal to have aldermen go to prison for two-bit gangsters. You think it's normal to have Ed Burke sit outside with his wife, the Supreme Court Justice, that little tiny yard gnome, Mike Madigan, shakes down a company for 35 years and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Where is he? Where is Mike Madigan? Is he in Dublin riding a Shetland pony? Who knows? Who cares, right? It's Chicago. How are you doing? So I don't know what the answer is. I tell you what, anytime you're voting to advance the union's strength, I think you're either in on the mafia or you wish you were. That's the only kind of people that would support no. Amendment 1. Not I'm not you. for it at all. No, 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 no not you. I'm just that. saying in general, the people. This is a joke that it's even on the ballot. You're, you're not only legitimizing, you're cementing for the future of Illinois labor, extortion, mafia control. For all of the people that work for the government, because this will translate to those who get the contracts. You know those guys who turn stools into thimbles by sitting on them in Tom's Steakhouse. How you do it? Right. Those guys. You will just, it will spread to their companies. Now, if you want a contract with the government, you're going to have to be infiltrated by the, by the labor extortion mafia. 
So this is something that if it passes, I'm going to tell you what I tell my kids, what I tell my family. Get out of there. And when you own real estate in those states, you own a piece of that corruption where you are financially tied to bail it out. I'm I'm dead serious. That's why, you know how many thousands of properties people just walked away from at at the Cook County auction? I mean, they just walked away from, here, you could have it. That's the cost of corruption. That's why the brownstones in certain neighborhoods, they're giving them away. They're $40,000. That's what what the cost of political corruption is. It's the destruction of private wealth. So pay attention. Vote for it, I dare you, is what it should say. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I am excited to talk to my next guest who has a new book out. But before he wrote this book, he started out years ago as a journalist, served as the executive editor and executive vice president of Fox News. He previously was the CEO of News Corps and a senior vice president of and news editor for Fox News Channel. Before that, he's got a new book out, The World We Wish. His name is John Moody. John, how are you? I'm very well. What an exciting career at a very exciting time and i'm very curious to know what it was like to watch the principles of a free press press collapse into pravda before you wrote your book but why don't you tell me about your book well thank you yeah uh, i think i have to agree with you about the collapse of journalism in, in this country um the book is a sequel to one that i published last year uh that first one was called of course they knew of course they it's a novel, but it is based very much on real-life fact, and it, it said, bluntly, that China created and allowed the spread of the virus that we're all supposed to call corona, because we don't want to offend the Chinese by calling it Chinese flu. Um, so this, the sequel that has just been published uh, carries on with some of the characters from the previous book, but I am now looking at and warning your listeners and my readers about China's immense advantage in social intelligence research and application. And the way I think that they're going to use that most deviously is in the so-called metaverse. We've all heard recently about the metaverse and Mark Zuckerberg's great ideas for how he's going to develop it so that we can all live in the metaverse our entire lives. Uh, China wants a hand in that. They want to take control of it, and they want to develop the metaverse to their liking. You know, it's interesting, the, the issue that we're experiencing with the Chinese Communist Party, which really is more run like an American oligarch corrupt government than the principles of communism. If it were, ran on the principles of communism, it would have collapsed decades ago. But what they learned to do was really quite ingenious, and that's to buy cheap political prostitution. And now they own it bipartisan. So I'm curious, does it, we've seen this story break. It's obvious that this is a virus that was weaponized. It's obvious that it was worked on. Uh, When Pfizer opened their research and development labs in Wuhan in 2009, it's obvious that we, the American people, have funded it through a very corrupt uh, system of government where we allowed Dr. Fauci and the rest of his cohorts to 
profit from this kind of thing. And I'm curious, in all of your writings and your research, do the facts matter to the American people? Or are they so frightened they're willing to turn to their abuser for safety, which was the intended plan? Well, I think, I think you phrased it very well, Sean. I think the, the horror of this virus uh, as it spread around the world, and especially as it spread through the United States, scared people so greatly because, look, I mean, at the very beginning, in the early months of 2020, getting COVID, I'm going to use the word COVID because that's what people understand. It's really called the Chinese virus. Um, But getting COVID was nearly a death sentence. It it thankfully is not now. But um, sure, everybody was scared, and all they wanted to know was, how can I protect myself from this? And they got a lot of bad advice early on from the government uh, at all levels, and I think that that that, conti- that even deepened the fear, and and we've never really recovered from that. John, when you when you really go into this, and I like you have, you have to come to the conclusion we're talking trillions and trillions of dollars of corruption. The virus spawned the greatest asset for pharmaceutical companies that were up against the ropes, as it was proven beyond the shadow of a doubt, they partook in drug addiction in lying to the people about the opioids. Yet what bailed them out of their fines and all the rest of it was the American government turning to them for a solution, which now, as according to the Florida uh, Surgeon General, seems to be the virus or the, the vaccine is almost as dangerous as the virus could be, depending on what your heart situation is. I mean, haven't we been outflanked, and aren't we really in the position of post-checkmate by the corruption in both our government in conjunction with the Chinese government owning so many of our politicians? Well, I think the problem, Sean, is that the American government, and and I'm referring to the current American administration, doesn't want to anger China. It doesn't want to take them on. Uh, A previous administration, of course, did just that, and the Chinese were backing off. And I have to give, you know, I have to give the previous administration some leeway because we knew nothing about this virus. We didn't know how to how to stop it. We didn't know how to protect ourselves. And they were they were flailing around as well. But but once we had the vaccines in place, people are are really you know entitled to have some leadership from the government and to to try to make the best decisions to keep themselves healthy. Oh, John, you're talking to a guy from Chicago. We all know how that turns out. Um, but the the reality <laughs> is, I give Trump a lot of credit. I think that Donald Trump and his administration was the greatest threat to the Leviathan that is our gangster government. However, I think that they outflanked him. I think that he played it a little bit into their hands. And it was sickening to watch, because if anybody could have stood up to the corruption within it, it was Donald Trump. I mean, he knew it. He he had participated in it in New York. You know, he was one of the funders to Chuck Schumer. He had known it, and I thought he was a little bit ahead of him. I think that he set himself up to be a patsy for the kind of corruption that's now normalized since, uh, I believe he was robbed of the election, but since Joe Biden has usurped the office, he fell into it, and he dragged a lot of us in it. I'm not suggesting he was in on it, but I do think he should have been aware of it, and I was disheartened by two things number one he he agreed with fauci and the rest of the pressure he was getting and he was getting pressure to seize the principles of americanism and shut the government down number two he held big pharma harmless from a vaccine that they tested viagra for 10 years they tested this for 10 minutes and we now know it gives you more problems than the jimmy leg and bell's palsy so those are two things i think he made a huge mistake i'm wondering if there are enough Americans left in the country that want to go back to the principles of of citizens and a representative republic, or if we're now just going to be in the safety cult we see now. 
Well, you know, Sean, I, I think when, when a country, any country, but, but especially this one, uh, which is used to democracy and is used to a certain stability, when it goes through a trauma like we have done with this, back, with this uh, virus, I think it has a lasting effect. And I think that, yes, there are certainly people who still believe in, in our rights and in our freedoms and in our, our constitution. But this virus has changed, I think, the, the mental landscape in which most Americans view the world. And it's going to be very difficult to get them back to being the, the kind of, you know, buy your boots, straps, um, uh, tough American realists and loyalists that we used to be. I, I think that Americans have gotten naive now, and they'll listen to somebody say, I can fix this, and they just assume that it's all going to be okay. And that's what China specializes in. I'm wondering, John, um, you've, you've seen it from the inside out. Your industry, your former industry, was what was supposed to guard us from the normalization of a gangster corrupt government. One of my favorite movies, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, the antagonist is the reporter reporting the scandal, willing to report the scandal, and that was the beauty of the American system of the press. Yet now, the press not only cozies up to the corruption, but appears to be directly benefiting from it. And I'm wondering, you've seen it from massive profits, whether it's TV or the way in which we have a 24-hour news cycle. Is it even viable to, to hope and, and to pretend that we're going to get a, a, a media that is provocative and pointing out political corruption rather than participating in it? Well, Sean, it's a great question. I, I have to hope that we can. I, I, I'm certainly not going to assure anyone that that will happen. Um, you know, there are there are some basic principles about journalism that I learned, you know, more than 50 years ago and tried to apply when I was a reporter and and insisted on applying when when I had some some say in Fox News. Um, but, you know, the, the, the whole idea that you report what you have seen or what you have reliably learned and then that's it. That's all you do. You let your listeners, you let your viewers, you let your readers say, OK, this is what they've told me. Here's what I think about that. You don't tell them what to think. And and American journalism, unfortunately, has gone so far into the the idea of advocacy and and telling people what they have to think. And if they don't agree with what you say to think, then they're bad people. And and that's just not what journalism is about. And it's not what our our history is about. When did you leave Fox? Uh, that was 2018. So you left right as. Um... Paul Ryan became on the board of Fox, correct? It, that, well, no, there was a little space in between that, but but yeah, certainly it had something to. It was close, close. Yes, mm-hmm. I enjoyed Fox News very early on. It was wonderful how provocative it was. It was wonderful. That it was well, willing to, to go out there. I mean, I mean that it was wonderful. And right around the time you left, it started to become part of the problem. And now I turn it on, and it reminds me of like improv theater for the cool kids that never got picked up by a Hollywood agent. I mean, there are some great shows I love. You know, Tucker Carlson, I think, is the best show on there. I actually love Kennedy. I think she's a crackpot. She's my kind of girl. She's on Fox Business, however. And I'm wondering if it's lost its way because it's more profitable to just be a different version of of, of government-friendly. Um, I, I, I know I'm generalizing, and there are some standout shows. But I, I, I wonder what your take is on how different it is now versus then. I think they're trying to get it back, but I don't think they have the right players. I'd like to know what you think. 
Yeah, uh, Sean, I, I make it a rule never to badmouth a former employer. You never know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. On the other hand, I, I do know what you're talking about. Um, uh, look, there are some really good people at Fox, and, and I, I hired some of them, and I worked. I was happy enough to, to have, uh, lucky enough to work with some of them for a long time when I was there, uh, and they're still there. Um, is it a different landscape? Yes. Is it a different political environment? Yes. And and the one thing you can say about Fox, whether you like them or hate them, they're winning. Yeah. No, they are. And I, I, I listen. I like them, and I'm rooting for them. I don't like when they when they kind of jump in on propaganda. I do think there are guys that stand out. Like I said, I think Tucker Carlson and I think there are a handful of others. I think Hannity's very good and, you know, that kind of thing. But I also, you know, I, I, I want it to be what it was where it was really exposing the corruption of the Leviathan. And I'm hoping for more and more of that. I think there's profit and I think there's a there's a vacuum now because, you know, I think it's trying to get back to it. And I'm wondering if you think it can get back to it. I think there's a lot of good people there who are working at that, and um, the, the one thing I've learned is is never uh, never underestimate Rupert Murdoch once he decides something's going to happen. So, yeah. you know, I, th- I think that he's uh, he founded the place, he had the vision for it, and he's still around. I'm wondering, um, was there a lot of hatred for a lot of your reporting from the establishment of the Republican Party? <laughs> because it was really Fox that took on the fact that Mitch McConnell I still can't figure out why he holds the reins and, 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 and just remains on top of what seems to be a party that has cut itself in on the corruption rather than fighting it. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering how much of, of, of his problems are because Fox News was willing to step out very early in the Obama administration and show kind of the culture of corruption that bre- lives and breathes in the Republican establishment. Well, yeah, you, you can't call out corruption on one party without looking across the aisle and seeing what the others are doing. And uh, did we ever get some, some difficult phone calls? You betcha we did. Um, I took some of them. And, um, but, but, yeah, I mean, there's a certain, there, there was a certain um, uh, bravery about the way we tried to do business. Uh, it wasn't to everybody's liking, but we never let anybody push us around either. You know, now that so many people are censored, it's become normal to be censored. I myself have been thrown off everything, and the only place I'm welcome is Rumble and AM560. Um, I'm wondering what the reception is of your book, because your book is taking on some controversy. And I'm wondering if you're being embraced or if you're being uh, put on the sidelines. Well, tell me what day of the week it is. I'll give you the answer. <laughs> it's, um, it, you know, it's a little bit of both. Um, I, I certainly have uh, uh, walked into... Uh, a topic, the metaverse, which is being hotly contested now. Um, I, I have to say, I have nothing against the, the metaverse, so to so to speak. If you're just putting on a headset and playing, you know, playing that you're, you you have a, a, a lightsaber and you're f- wrestling with a dragon, uh, that's one thing. But um, some of the places that the metaverse is looking to go, I think, are extremely dangerous. And again, Americans believe that if it's a product they can buy. It must have been reviewed, it must have been examined, and it must have been uh, safe for them to use. It's not. And, and, and the, the sooner we understand that, the sooner we'll come to terms with this new technology and, and use it for what it can do, not, not what it has to do to us. He's taken quite a hit in his uh, net worth as Facebook seems to be imploding um, due to both knowledge of what it is 
And the fact that they oversold this utopia of the Matrix, uh, there's some hope that the old-fashioned supply and demand may actually pay dividends as people walk away from Facebook, or as it's called on my show, Asshat. What do you think? Um, I, 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 I don't know the plan. I, I, have no, I have no way of knowing what the company's plans are. Uh, but... Yes, I, I think that there were some enormously exaggerated promises made about what this was going to be. The one that caught my attention was when it was starting, when the, the word started going around, we're going to live our lives in the metaverse, which means we're going to get away from this miserable, terrible, real world that we live in, you know, which has everything wrong with it, pollution and racism and inequality and, and wars going on. And, and we're just going to sit back and get some potato chips and a drink and, 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 put on a headset and make believe we're someplace else. Scary. Now, that, that, that sounds like a fool's paradise to me. It sure does. You know, I, I'm wondering if, as you, you know, obviously you're a, you're a student of American history, Americanism. As you sit back and you look at your life, as you're getting on, you wrote your book and you retired from Fox, it, it, is, it is an amazing time to realize how far we've fallen off the principles that were American principles and how willing we are to censor each other and, and see our media turn into propagandists. I mean, it is not just history repeating itself. I mean, the only difference is, is the uniforms. I, I, I'm astonished, and I'm wondering if you're looking back at this. In your opinion, what was the golden era, the best time the industry of information, of news, did its job for the American people? Well, I, I think that the, the American news reporters and editors who were involved in, in bringing the story of World War II to the country uh, were, were patriotic, and they were independent, and they reported what they had seen and, again, what they had learned from responsible sources. And beyond that, they kind of kept you know, to themselves. Yeah. Uh, well, and it was all a, except it was the New York Times, time. which ran cover for well, Hitler back then. Well, yeah. of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, you know, they're, they're, you, you can't fix stupid. No. Um, and uh, um, you can't, but, but you can uh, move out of Democrat areas. There's the good news. So I'm guessing you don't well, live in New York anymore. I I, uh, I spend some time here, but uh, I, I have other places to go, and I like going there. John Modi, thank you so much for uh, the work you did, the recognition of where we are, and the book you write now. So I appreciate it. Where can the people go to find it? I'm assuming it's on Amazon. Yeah, it's on all the usual suspects. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Nook, uh, Kindle, etc. The only thing I would ask your listeners, uh, Sean, is if they can get it at their local independent bookstore, do that. Ask the bookstore to stock it. Uh, independent stores need our help. Otherwise, there's not going to be any left. He is John Moody. The new book is The World We Wish. Thank you so much for making time for me, John. I appreciate it. Sean, it's been great. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. So I just get an update from Amazon. I have credits for books and all this, and I, I, I like books. I really, really do. And it's rare that it plays into a guest I just had by the name of John Moody. Somebody who worked his way up through a system that has betrayed the American people called the media. 
The media is responsible for this dimwit in diapers, this political whore, this notable moron before dementia. Before dementia, Joe Biden was a joke. The media is what propped this imbecile up to not just destroy the upholstery of the Oval Office, but destroy the credibility and the quality of America. That's thankful to the media. And right on my Audible little update, I got, oh, you got a credit. You could buy a book and all the Maggie Haberman has a book that just dropped called Confidence Man. Now, Maggie Haberman is apparently who Joe Biden was talking about when he called somebody a dog-faced pony soldier. Maggie Haberman is a hack journalist who joined the New York Times in 2015 and was part of the team that won a Pulitzer Prize, which means absolute gots on ghoul in 2018 for reporting on the investigations into Donald Trump. What a joke. This is as ridiculous as giving Ben Bernanke, Simon Bar Sinister, an award for economics as he bankrupts the nation. Maggie Haberman is a hack, unless you're a Democrat. Then she's pretty, like Michelle Obama, and useful, like Joe Biden, and unaware of why her socks are wet. Confidence man, the making of Donald Trump and the breaking of America. No, Maggie, you dog. What broke America was your so-called credibility in journalism, you fraud. You're the equivalent of the New York Times that covered up what Hitler was and the People's Party, the Nazis, the National Socialist Workers Party. Isn't that what you call your Democrats today? Similarities are astonishing. Hacks are just uglier. Back then, no one would have pretended you're pretty. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Give me Kevin two times in Austin, Texas. Sean, how are you? What's up, kid? Oh, uh, actually, I'm up in Wisconsin now. And, uh, yeah, just vacationing a little bit, visiting my brother, Tom. Are you putting miles uh, on Dan Prof's car the way I am? (laughs) Go ahead. His uh, car's never been cleaner or run better, but we're putting some miles on that sound gun. Go ahead. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. So I want to talk about what you mentioned. Why is Mitch McConnell still in power? Because he controls the money. He's got a huge pack and he's pushing money out all over the place. And he only puts it to people who are going to kiss his ring. Uh, One of the people. That is why when you call me up, that is why when you call me up, Republicans, Republicans, right here with the Republicans, because they go in that system. And if it's not Mitch McConnell, it's that fat Irishman meathead. What's his name? Durkin in Illinois. Or that other scallywag, right. the other Irishman, meathead, Brady. And that's not why you say that. That's uh-huh. why you, if you've got a book to buy, buy the book by Dan Schultz. He's the one that talks about the precinct strategy, how to build a Republican Party from the bottom up so you get people like Blake, Blake Masters elected in Arizona. Hey, by the way, you know, Severino? Money to him. you know Severino, who I've had on my show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, got, he got the stiff. Yeah, he got the stiff. He got the uh, stiff, but do you know that he is killing it right now? People love this yeah. kid. This guy, listen, I love this guy, too. This guy is honest. He's open. He's. I think he's leading in the polls against that other dimwit in uh, the Marxist. I told the you, there are, a lot of flip out of, there are a lot of flip opportunities in Illinois, and yeah. there are at least five. And the good news is when these and people win, I think even Salvi's doing good against Duckworth. When they win, yeah. I don't know about, uh, I, they don't owe an allegiance and, to the Illinois crime family called the Illinois Republican no. Party. And that, because people are getting involved in the bottom-up, local precinct strategy, that type of thing. That's how they yeah. won in Virginia, and that's how they got their In the meantime, I think Ken there. Griffin's money is getting spent uh, in other places other than how he spends it in Miami, which is driving up the price of, of prostitution. Yeah. 
It's a crying shame. <laughs> All right, kid. Thanks for well, calling the show. All right. Enjoy the cheese hats. Who else we got there, squirrel? Mike Sherville. Hi, Mike. I don't know. Mike, Mike, Mike is listening to Gallagher. I'm drinking out of his coffee cup. Who else we got, squirrel? John Lincolnwood. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> Oh, okay. I, know I wish I don't everybody was this excited to talk to me. You should see what it's like when I call home. Go ahead. Oh, my God. You're kidding me. Hey, listen. Hey, how come I want to ask you a question. How come we can't have anybody like Carrie Lake, uh, you know, running for Illinois, anything in, is she you know, in Illinois? We could, she, she is, is Did you see how articulate she is and, and, and just puts down those reporters when they ask her questions about abortion and all that other stuff? You know, it's a funny Amazing. thing you said. Why do yes, we sir. not? Why do we tolerate anyone who isn't capable of being a Carrie Lake? And I'm dead serious about this. You know, you look at these mealy mouth rat bastards that are supposed to be Republicans in Illinois. And you wonder to yourself, horse, how did they yeah. get here? And they got here because they're La Cosa Nostra of the Republican side. You know, that meathead Brady, meathead brothers, oh. our lobbyists, and, and, and I mean uh, uh, Durkin, Please. Brady, the wife with Durkin. the video poker oh. games. Why do we tolerate these scallywags, these scoundrels? Why? I, I We don't. It's the other people in the state, my friend. It's not us. Oh, I wish you're right. Is. But now look at look at look at what's going on in the Democrat mafia side. All that changes is the name. They you got Mike Madigan hand puppets. They're still running the state government and this fat slob, this joke of a man and a human being, Pritzker, <laughs> this tax cheat dimwit, married to a manatee, could possibly win again. I can't figure it out, kid. Dude, they're not gonna win. Bailey's gonna win. I'm gonna. Fi- I've been pushing people left and right, whether you believe it or not. I've been pushing people left. So and I'm look, you got to vote for this Bailey guy. This Pritzker is nothing but a moron, and he he can't even debate properly. All he does is write down nonsense. He does nonsense. He's just an idiot. If you don't yeah. see it, then you're an idiot too. Listen, All brother, right, my, I get you. you. Know I agree with you, but you know you got an exit ramp that cost a billion dollars. In that sewer of Chicago, there's got to be thousands of beaks getting wet from that corruption. And all the Democrat mafia wants to do is spread it. They're not offended by it. So I hope you're right, man. Believe me, I got family. My family will not leave each other in Illinois. You know, they get mad at me. I leave, I go back, I leave, I go back. But to me, you have one life to live. When you're abused politically, you're a slave to the corruption. And if it doesn't break in November in Illinois, brother, stick a fork in it. Then I'm going to get you down here, my wife's whole family, and we all live happily ever after. Because my Surgeon General dude, just said out loud what we feet. all know, the vaccine is killing dude, people. Yeah, Dude, I'm telling you right now, I know you do the real estate. Find me anything. I will live with the fucking, excuse the alligators. <laughs> oh, I will swear. live with the alligators. All right, all right. Thank you very much. I'll find you some. He said alligators. He said the uh, Democrat alligators. Who else we got there, Squirrel? All right, Lansing, worst comedic time in all of media. David. Okay, hey, Sean, uh, about your guest that was talking about China and um, the metaverse. John now, Moody. The, right. Um, there are a lot of Republicans. I would say over half of Republicans that used Facebook before the Hunter laptop thing, they're still using it, and they're expecting Facebook to change. Now, um Facebook is uh, building what they call a metaverse. It's like a virtual reality, and they want people to go in there. Why are there still Republicans out there? You know, it's like David, a I, I agree with you, man. 
I have not used it. I will not use it. It is a joke. Not only that, it will go down in history, my prediction, as one of the greatest tech collapses in American history, as Facebook will be worth next to nothing very soon. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I'm, I'm praying for it. I, I hope people would just... It's like going into a bad restaurant. I'm not restaurant. praying for you know, it because you, could... you, know how many, you know how many hedge funds, you know how many retirement funds, you know 401ks and the rest of it bought into that scam that is Facebook? By the way, when you right. start looking at these companies, as you deviate from principles of what success really means, I think we're reckoning the, uh, a collapse like we've never seen before. You couple that with the financial fraud of the American government, let me tell you something, kid. This stock market will be worth a third of what it is today, and it should be. After all, we all knew what it would be. Give me what the, uh, uh, the Trump and, and Biden predictions. Will you there, kid squirrel? With your vote, you can humiliate Joe Biden. Not that he hasn't been humiliated enough. The media and the corrupt Democrat machine. And you can declare that America will always remain a free and fair country. You can take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together, and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done to our nation in less than two short years. Think of it. Look at, look at what's happened. We're like a totally different country than we were two years ago. Two years ago, we were respected by the world. Today, we're a joke. When Biden hears me speak, he knows he can't fight back in any other way than to try and get me through the prosecutors or some weird act. Except I'm innocent. It's always good to be innocent, right? Stop it there. If I, was- I wonder where Maggie Haberman, the dog-faced pony soldier. Where is the dog-faced pony soldier? Who's the confidence man, Maggie? You Irish dimwit. You are a useful idiot. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Nice. Is that Aerosmith or ACDC? Aerosmith, right? Yeah. They're the ones who have Fat Bottom Girls, the official campaign song of Hillary Clinton, right? That's Queen. All right. Whatever. I don't know much about music, but what I do know, I'm, I'm talking to a kid in the office there, Square Toes Jim, and he's asking me if I'm going to replace my car. Am I looking up there? And my answer is I won't buy a stick of gum. To benefit those rat bastard Democrats. Not a stick of gum. So major purchases will not happen in Democrat-run areas. Because after all, that's all you have to fight for. Not to mention there's great satisfaction in being a Floridian. For instance, the truth by the government. Not just in the fact that insurance companies are frauds. But that the vaccine isn't all that it was cracked up to be. Give me a little Dr. John Campbell of the formerly Great Britain. Well, welcome to today's talk. It's uh, Sunday evening, the 9th of October. Now, um, the governor of Florida and the Surgeon General of Florida have released a communication. And it says this. Now, I've got to be very careful about what I say here because I'm not going to breach guidelines and I'll be showing you that. YouTube will censor them. But it says that there's an 84% increase in the relative incidence of cardiac-related death in 18 to 39-year-olds in the 28 days... 84% is a lot. Unless you went to CPS, then you don't know what that means. That's a tremendous amount of people dropping dead after the experiment 
that the government forced you to put into your body. Continue, Squirrel. Following uh, COVID uh, mRNA vaccines. So as a result, the Surgeon General is recommending against mRNA COVID vaccines in 18 to 39-year-old males. Stop it there. That means the government in Florida is doing its job by protecting its citizens versus forcing them into an experiment like that fat slob beanbag Pritzker and the other Democrat morons. Even Cuomo, who is responsible for how many deaths among senior homes as he put in COVID patients, the stupid son of a dog that he is. Huh? That's what government is supposed to look like. So you in Illinois, you have a choice to make and you got to... Pretty soon you could make it. You could live free and put in politicians who have your best interests in mind. Or you could put in a fat butter-handed beanbag who has the government powers interests in mind. And always implementing fascism to force you into decisions you wouldn't make if you had a 38 to your head. But when you got to feed your kids and a family or you lose your job, you're willing to be the experiment for that fat beanbag. It's a disgrace and a shame and un-American. So let's see how the Democrat roaches vote. If you're happy and you love it, vote for Pritzker. If you're sick of being a slave, vote for Bailey. Boy, I don't know why they don't let me do, do the commercials for Bailey. In the meantime, let's go to the phone lines. You pick one, squirrel. Lee from Hammond. Hey, Shay, Sean. Hey, I went to CPS 8 and 4 is 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But 84% is not good. Go ahead. It's almost like how many kids cannot read in CPS. Go ahead. Hey, I wanted to call you because I, the, I was listening to your interview with your guest, John Moody, I guess, you know, yes, about yes. the death of journalism. Uh-huh. Have you ever read anything about the Tavistock Institute? I can't remember, brother, to be off the top. you got to give me more detail. I, you know, well, it's like names of people. I can't remember them. Yeah. Check it out, because the Tavistock Institute was a British think tank. It really took off after World War II when they scarfed up a bunch of Hitler. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Were they Fabians? Well, the whole thing plays into that, because the the mandate of what they were about. The the, the Tavistock Institute was a think tank that actually made a science out of... uh, Manipulating the media to propagandize whole nations. They, I did read it. They're Fabians. Them to they were part of the Fabian Society. That's why I recognize the name. That's what the Republicans are. The Republicans are the Fabians. The Democrats are the Mercedes, are, are the Mercedes Marxists, the fascists, and the all-around collectivists. But they're both in government supremacists, and that's yeah, what needs the, to be uh, broken. Uh, the loyal opposition. Leon Hammond, thanks for calling. Thanks for listening, all of you. I will be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.